liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Today's episode of Liberty Lockdown, I have a guest named Micah Dank. He's got an incredible theory about how astrology and the zodiac are tied into religious scripture via allegories. It's a fascinating theory. I think you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. Welcome to Conspiracy Theory Friday edition of Liberty Lockdown. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the Daily Job Hunt. Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up. If you have a job that you hate, if you got laid off during the lockdowns, if you are simply not making the type of income that you think that you need to survive what we see coming economically, this is your starting point. This is your opportunity to get your life on the track that you really should be on because you deserve it. If you're listening to this show, you are one of the smartest people on the planet, and I genuinely believe that. So it's really important that my audience succeeds in a way that they deserve to. I believe in you guys, and I think that you can do amazing things, and I need people with resources in this fight alongside me. So please stop waiting. Do it for me, if not for yourself. (laughs) Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up for the Daily Job Hunt. It's a short read, free daily newsletter. Hit your inbox every morning. Just a couple minutes of inspiration and information and tactics to get that job that you deserve or to start that business that you've dreamt of for so long. I think you will absolutely enjoy it. Again, crash.co backslash daily to sign up. Let's get into the show. P.S. He uses a PowerPoint presentation to illustrate more specifically all of the connections that he's drawing. So if the audio version is too confusing, I would highly recommend you check out my YouTube channel. Just look for Liberty Lockdown on YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe once you're there. Uh, it really helps the show, or you can check it out over on Odyssey as well, uh, but YouTube is probably still my primary home, so make sure you subscribe at both, and I hope that that'll help uh, illustrate what we're talking about a little bit better. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. It is Conspiracy Theory Friday, <laughs> and we've got Micah Dank on board to educate the, the masses on some crazy stuff. So, Micah, welcome in. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, brother. Um, lay it on us. Sounds good. So are you familiar with astrotheology at all? Or is this all wild and new to you? Astrotheology is pretty new to me. Okay. All right, good. Okay, so let's start like this. Let's just dive right in. If I were to ask you what the oldest writings were on Earth, what would you say they were? Uh, like Aramaic of yeah, some sort? Something like that. Sumerian, some would say. Um, would you even say cave drawings, maybe? Uh, oh, sure. If you're talking just uh, like visual depictions as opposed to text, yeah. Right. So cave drawings. So the Lascaux Caves are 40,000 years old. And what they are is in the um, little while ago, they had some uh, people go into these caves. They're called the Lascaux Caves because they're in Lascaux, France. Mm-hmm. What they did was they went into the back of these caves and what they found etched onto the walls was shit like this. 
and you, you see the bull, you see the many faces of the lion, you see the horse. Now in astrology, the bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo, and the horse is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing is what they did was they, uh, they carbon dated the wall and it came up about 40,000 years, plus or minus 5,000 years. Okay. And carbon dating is actually very accurate up to 50,000 years. Past that, it's not. But um, up to 50,000 years, it is. So this fell within the range. What they found was they brought an astronomer in with a computer program. And what they did was they were on the sky back to the time frame that this was carbon dated to. And they printed out what they saw. And what they found was that when they matched it up to the wall, all the constellations were where they were supposed to be. So humanity has had a working knowledge of astrology for about 40,000 years, 45,000 years. Wow. That's- okay. That's remarkable. That's going to be prevalent because that's what you're going to find that the Bible is with this presentation is just an encoded astrology book. Okay. (laughs) There are questions. How Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with the kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, and why is his birthday on December 25th. All that could be explained with astrology. Makes sense. But but I can't wait to... hear all the uh comparisons to actually prove it out i'm actually excited because you haven't heard this yet i've been all over the podcast scene um genesis 114 let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night let them be signs to mark the seasons days and the years and that's exactly what they are that's exactly what the bible is it openly tells you what it is here and if you think about it it makes sense because when the bible was written five six thousand years ago uh or like thousands of years ago um, there was no calendars, clocks, smartwatches. We take for granted. We can look at the calendar and say, all right, it's May 20th. It's noon. The sun is going to be out. It's going to be pretty warm. But they had no idea back in the day. They had to use the stars to learn things. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to learn when the sun was coming out, how long it was going to be out. They had to learn when to plant so that you can harvest. Otherwise, they were going to starve. They had to know when winter was going to come. Otherwise, they were going to be screwed. And that's what this ancient knowledge is hidden in. But in order to do that, what I have to do is I have to go through the 12 uh, zodiac signs with you. And by doing that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you hidden words that are in there. And then we'll start decoding some Bible phrases. Okay. Sounds great. Cool. So I'm going to start with Aquarius. The first sign is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with a water pitcher. And it's the story of Zeus and Aquarius. Basically, Zeus looked on Earth uh, and he saw a 14-year-old boy on Earth that he wanted in heaven. He thought he was beautiful, this, that, and the other thing. He ended up bartering with his father, who was reluctant to let him go. He gave him a whole bunch of livestock and made him very wealthy and then took the kid up to heaven. When the kid was in heaven, he had this water pitcher that he would use to feed the gods ambrosia. Are you familiar with that? Uh, You said a water pitcher? A water pitcher, like the guy has in the hand. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, that he that he would feed the gods. It would be full of ambrosia. Are you familiar with what ambrosia is? Uh, I mean, I've heard of it, but no, not really. It's the nectar of the gods. It's what the gods used to drink. It was their beverage of choice. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. So he would feed them, and then after a while, he got tired of feeding them. So one time, he got fed up, and just like this picture right here that you see, it he poured the ambrosia out over the sides of heaven and that's where the greeks get their flood story because he flooded the earth okay and uh zeus got mad at him and was thinking of punishing him but he realized that he kind of like hooked the boy into coming there against his will and what he ended up doing was he immortalized him as the constellation aquarius so whenever you hear things like a baptism 
Baptisms are made with a pitcher and water. That's how you baptize someone. Mm-hmm. If you hear the word spring, like a, like a fresh spring or a fountain, you know, those are metaphors for the pitcher with a, for the pitcher and the mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Okay? Aquarius is an air sign. But for all intents and purposes in the Bible, because there's water in it, it can be used as a water sign. Okay. So Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Okay. Aries is the ram. In Aries, you have March 21st, which is a spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover. So the Jews celebrate the Passover in Aries on Nisan 14. What What the Jews call Passover is God passing over Egypt and smiting the firstborn son. It's the death of uh it's the 10th plague. It's the death of the firstborn son. I'm not sure if you have any religious background or if you're familiar with any of this. I mean, I'm familiar with some of it, but no, I don't have a religious background. So this is fairly, you know, it's not my area of expertise by any stretch. Okay. So it, in astrotheology, so that's the Passover, but in astrology and astrotheology, the Passover is literally March 21st. It's the day that the sun literally passes over the equator and starts going back to its height in the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son. So you have the pass over and the resurrection of God's son. You have Easter and Aries too. So it's two separate, it's, it's saying the same thing basically, but in two different ways. Yeah, but it's like anthropomorphized. They, they take That's the exactly sun and they make it, it a, a person. Exactly. See, the idea is, is that Jesus is the son, S-U-N of God, not the S-O-N of God. Right, right. Okay. Pretty, pretty straightforward. And, it's why the uh, Jews smear the lamb's blood on the door, because they're the people of Aries. The Jewish people became prevalent during the time of Aries. That's when the first Bible was written. Oh, no shit. It's also why they uh, blow the ram's horn to the sky during the holy days, is because it's it's a ram's horn, and Aries <laughs> is the ram. Wow. Okay. Okay. Then Taurus is the bull. And when you see this, when you see Taurus in the sky, you know, as above, so below, you see the bull in the sky, you have to put the plow on the bull on earth so you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So Taurus is the time that you're going to harvest. So whenever you hear words like uh, bull or cow or calf, those all have to do with Taurus. Okay. Gotcha. Then Gemini is the twins. That's Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. That's the story of Achilles. That's another Greek story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So just as the sun rises, a de- so what happens is starting on December 25th, the sun rises a degree on its axis. Then December 26th, it rises a degree on its axis. Then December 27th, it rises a degree. Every consecutive day, it rises an additional one degree. Until it hits June 21st. Once it hits June 21st, that's the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year. Okay. Uh That's why it's celebrated that day. Then for three consecutive days, it walks sideways like the crab. It stays at that height. And then on June 25th, it drops a degree. And then it continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits December 21st. December 25th is the the, uh, winter solstice. Okay. Mm -hmm. December 21st is the winter solstice. It's the longest night of the year. It's the shortest day. The sun doesn't come out. And then they used to say that God's son was dead. And then for three consecutive days, just like in June, it stays at that low height. So they would say God's son was dead for three days. Oh, no shit. Okay. (laughs) And then what happens is it comes back to life, December 25th, the resurrection. That's why Jesus's birthday is celebrated on December 25th. That's why... Horace's birthday. That's why 
Mithra, Tammuz, all these gods are celebrated on December 25th. That's the reason why. Yeah. yeah so, then, so then Leo is the king, the lion of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when you're talking about the kingdom of heaven being near or the kingdom of heaven on earth, they're talking about the sun in its rightful home, which is Leo, because it rules the house of Leo. Each zodiac sign is called a house. So it's the house of Leo. I'm, I'm a Libra. So it's the house of Libra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then and Virgo then, is the woman. With, with Leo, with Leo, is that just because the sun is, you get the most sun during that period? Is that probably the correlation? I'm not sure why the sun rules Leo. I think it's because it's the king. Okay. And, the, and the king is the sun. I mean, he's known as the lion of Judah when the sun's in Leo. Yeah. No, I was just thinking in terms of like how much sun there is during August, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the dead summer. Yeah. And then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk, as you can see in this picture. So remember before we said you plant in Taurus. Well, in Virgo, the wheat has grown and the virgins would go out and cultivate it in order to make the bread for the year. Sure. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's justice is because it judges God's sun as it passes over the fall equinox and begins sent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, because Libra is the justice, it's the judgment, it's the judge. Um, you'll find that uh, eight days after Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, they have something called Yom Kippur, which is the day of judgment or mm-hmm. the day of atonement. It's when they go to temple and fast all day mm-hmm. and they basically pray uh, to God to keep them in the book of life. Okay. Gotcha. Libra is also wine season. So you, pl- you, get the, you get the bread in Virgo, you get the wine in Libra. That's the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. Okay. So basically anytime you hear the word law or tax or judgment, that's Libra. Anytime you hear wine or vineyard or vine or grape, that's Libra. Olive season is also in Libra. So when they're talking about Jesus at the Mount of Olives, they're taught they're metaphorically saying he's in Libra. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Scorpio is the scorpion and he's known as the betrayer. And when a Scorpio bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. Oh, That's no where that comes from. Okay. And because what happens is a scorpion bites you, you look down and when it pulls away, it, it's a, it looks like someone kissed you. Mm-hmm but it's full of poison. So that's the betrayal. Okay. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss because Jesus is the sun and Judas is Scorpio. And when the sun enters Scorpio, it's betrayed. So the sun is judged in Libra. It's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. In Sagittarius, you have December 21st, which is the day of death. So anytime they're talking about a death in the Bible, they're referencing Sagittarius. Gotcha. And then Capricorn is the bottom of the Zodiac wheel where December 25th, where it starts to climb back up the mountain one degree a day. Okay. And goats climb the mountain. So that's why it's a goat because the goat climbs the mountain better than everything. So that's the 12 signs. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's all just a a rewriting of ancient lore or mythology kind of. Yeah. But I'm going to show you in detail how that is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Names for Jesus. When the sun is in Capricorn, he's called the scapegoat of Israel. Mm-hmm. When the sun's in Aquarius, he's known as the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, he's known as the fisherman of men. And Pisces, the two fish. It's why he fed the masses with two fish on the mound. Wow. 
All right. He's the lamb of God <clears throat> when the sun is in Aries. Mm-hmm. He's the lion of Judah when it's in Leo. <laughs> the lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. Then he's Libra is the scales of justice. He's known as the just one. He's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius, December 21st. And it's why he's worshipped on the Sunday. Good Lord, man. That's incredible. Now look at this picture of Jesus on the left. Okay. This is like your stereotypical cartoon picture that you can find of him. Right. And they all basically look the same. Right. Yep. You'll see the same thing. You'll see the sun behind his head. You'll see the two fingers up. You'll see the heart and the crown of thorns around it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's in every picture. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. If you look at ancient depictions of Horus, the sun, Horus, the sun god, he has the same thing too. All sun gods have the sun behind their head. Sometimes there's a cross in the sun. Huh. Uh, the cross of God's sun, incidentally, is when you connect this. You take the zodiac wheel and you connect the solstices in the equinox. It forms a perfect cross on the zodiac wheel. That's sure. the cross that God's son lives and dies on. Wow. Okay. Now the two fingers up are an ancient comedic peace sign. That's an ancient Egyptian peace sign. The the British victory, uh, the peace sign, the John Lennon peace sign. That's the uh, that's the British victory war sign. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a war sign. The two fingers up that he's doing right now. That's the peace sign. Mm, okay. The white Jesus picture is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia. And you can look up that name right now if you want. He's the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI, who ruled in the mid-1500s. Now, in the mid-1500s, they had the printing press come out. Okay, so they started circulating this image of his son as Jesus around then and really started to, to sell everybody on the face of it. But if you look at his picture on on Google or all the pictures on Google of this guy, you'll see it's the same guy. Popes used to have children. Okay. They would never get married, but they used to have children. The crown of thorns wrapped around on the outside of the heart. You know how Jesus has a crown of thorns. Mm-hmm. Sure. Jesus has a crown of thorns because it represents the rays of the sun because he is the sun. Hmm. Okay. And the heart outside the body represents the human toroidal field. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. I have not. The human toroidal field is an electrochemical gradient or an electromagnetic gradient, I should say, that juts outside of your body six feet. Hmm. Okay. That's why all the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart right now. (laughs) Okay. When you're standing next to someone, you ever, you ever just know when someone's like coming up behind you every single time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Without even knowing you just, you you know it because they broke your toroidal field. Okay. Your hearts radiate this toroidal field. It looks like an apple. The shape is, an, is like an apple mm-hmm. out of your body. And when it interacts with other ones, you, 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 you talk to each other submolecularly. So have you ever heard of the phrase pride comes before the fall? Yes. Can you define it for your listeners? Uh, usually it just means that you're, if you get overly confident in yourself that you'll oftentimes be brought back down to earth. I mean, that you can describe it in many ways. Right. That's a good way to do it. However, do you know what a group of lines is called? Sure. Pride. Group of lines is called a pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo is July and August. That comes before the fall. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward too. So that's how you, this is, this is the kind of decoding that you're going to start to do. Yeah, no, I get it. All right. In this, Micah 5-2, but you, Bethlehem Ephrata, this is the Micah namesake. This is where he says that Savior is going to come from Bethlehem. 
Mm. The town of Bethlehem. That's that's where the Savior is supposed to come from. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one. Of you who will come for me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old and from ancient times. Bethlehem in Hebrew is a combination of two words. It's not just a town name. Bet means house and Lechem, which means bread. So the house of bread. Mm-hmm. Well, we just got finished speaking that the house of bread is Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk, mm-hmm. the virgin. So when you're saying that the savior is going to come from the house of bread, Bethlehem, you're saying that the savior is going to come from a virgin. That's how that's encoded. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So I've given you the keys to basically unlock this book with yeah, the 12 no, Zodiac. No kidding. Okay. I'm going to read you a passage and you're going to tell me just how many signs you pick up on. Okay. Deuteronomy 32. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky grounds. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. <laughs> I mean, I see probably half of them. Uh, yep. See? Yeah, we've got the lambs, the goats, the rams, the wheat, uh, the wine. And, the bull. And the bull, yeah. Right, so. but here, here's the two that you didn't get. He gave them honey from the cliffs. Okay. Well, olive oil oh, is, is that the goat oil. on the cliff? No, 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 no. Well, that's that's good. That's what that's what some people say. Now, in the sign of Cancer, there's a group of stars. It's an asterism. It's a close knit group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. Okay, so that's mm. where the metaphorical honey comes from in Cancer, mm. in the Beehive Cluster. Gotcha. He gives people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. That's milk based. That comes from the Milky Way galaxy, okay, <laughs> whose center is in Sagittarius. So your land from Cancer to Sagittarius, which is just about half the zodiac, is your land of milk and honey. Did they did they call it the Milky Way all the way back then? Yep. No kidding. That's wild. Mount of Olives. Now here's, I'm going to show you how they describe things a little bit better. Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover. So he could teach them a few more things, pray, and then wait for Judas to betray him. While walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Passover takes place in Aries. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where right after that, he walks to the Mount of Olives. Olives are in Libra. Those are opposing signs in the Zodiac. Okay, so all you got to do is draw a straight line from Aries to Libra. Now you're in Libra. They're waiting for Judas to betray him. Well, the betrayer is Scorpio, which is the sign right after Libra. Mm. Now, right after they're waiting for him, he gave the parable of the true vine or vineyard or wine press, Mm -hmm. which is also in Libra. So you'll find that they do this a lot. They'll hop across the Zodiac or, or they'll go next to the sign over. And then the hot back that I'm going to show you how that works. Okay. Revelation four, seven, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying Eagle. Hmm. The first living creature was like a lion. That's Leo. The second was like an ox. That's Taurus. The third had a face like a man. That's Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying Eagle. In astrology, the Scorpio, the scorpion crawls on its belly, so it's known as the lowest form of life on Earth. Just like God made the snake crawl on its belly after the deception, mm-hmm. 
Okay. However, its evolved form is the eagle, which is the highest flying creature on earth in astrology. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the eagle's evolved form is the phoenix. So you have the four signs, Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the Zodiac. That gets a little deeper into astrology, but you basically, you have, uh, you have fixed signs, mutable signs, water signs, cardinal signs. There's all this kind of stuff that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically what it does is the solstices and the equinox form the cross and this forms an X through them. So they were chosen on purpose. That's why they set it this way. Man, what a trip. Revelation 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the sky, stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. Makes sense, right? Because if the sun is out, then the moon would be down. If the moon is out, then the sun would be down. Sure. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco is the dragon. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of the constellation Draco, but it's right there on your left. Its tail that you see right there goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the sign or one third of the stars out of the sky. Huh. These are all everything is just star metaphors when you when you understand the zodiac. That's how this all breaks down. Yeah, no, I'm I'm starting to get that. I've given examples of astrology, astrotheology in the old testament as well as the new. I've been accused of cherry picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. Let's take a much longer passage, see if we can decode it well as well. Are you familiar with the book of Job? Uh, I've probably read it years ago, but not I couldn't quote it or anything. I'm not asking you to quote it, um, but do you do you remember what basically the story was? I do not. So Job was a pious man who had wealth and riches and family and everything. And Satan went up to God and said, if you take away his stuff, he will curse you. And God says, I'll take that bet. So they basically made a bet on it. God gave Satan permission to take away stuff from him. But he told him, you cannot take his life. Little by little, he starts losing things, and then he ends up crying out to God, and then God finally responds to him. Okay, so what I'm going to read to you is God's response to him, and I'm going to decode it in real time. Perfect. Job 38, 32. Can you lead forth the Maseroth? Well, the Maseroth literally means the Zodiac. Over time, the word Maseroth becomes Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today, as old as this word is, Mazel Tov. Okay, that means good fortune from the stars. (laughs) So it comes back from that. So the Lord's challenge to Job, he says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are obvious. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations are the zodiac above. The bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Mm -hmm. Who can tip over the water jars of heaven? That's Aquarius, the man with the water pitcher. Do you hunt for the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo, the lion, who provides food for the raven. That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mrigo, which means deer and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's a Celis Borealis, meaning donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus, the bull. 
The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's lambda akile or al thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and lance. That's Sagittarius with the bow and the arrow. Mm -hmm. Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull on Levethian with a fish hook? Levethian was the ancient fish god. So that's Pisces, the fish. So that's, that's his entire response to Job. And if you read it on face value, he's just asking a bunch of questions about the animals. Right. <laughs> you know? But th this all has to do, it's all star poetry. Yeah. Well, it, it uh, what, what is the non star poetry explanation for all this? Cause I can't even see one. Like I, what? What is the counter argument here? It seems so obvious. After I, you... think I think they're just talking about what they would say. What they would, what religious people would say, is they were just asking him if he tends his animals correct. <laughs> it seems it seems a little deeper than that, but yeah, I, I, I guess that's right. what the so counter. See where argument. all this is starting to go, right? Yeah. So how is Jesus able to heal the blind? Okay, if you're talking about the Son, S O N of God, the human man in flesh. You're talking about how the man came up to him, he was blind, and Jesus put his fingers on his eyes and he could see. But if you're talking about the sun, it's a metaphor. The sun, when it's down, okay, you can't see. And when it comes up and touches your eyes, suddenly you have sight. Mm. Okay? How he walked on water. Have you ever seen a sunset on a lake before? Sure. That's how the sun walks on water. It literally walks across the water. How okay. he turned water into wine. Yeah. The reason God is considered a man and Mother Earth is considered a woman, this is why, is because of God's sacred fluid. It's his reign. Okay? In uh, Hebrew, it's called shemen. We get the word semen from it, the sacred fluid. Wow. Okay? Um, God's sacred fluid comes down on Earth and impregnates Mother Earth, and then from her belly, everything grows. Sure. Okay? So basically, uh, you have Taurus. That's when you plant. April showers bring May flowers. That's Taurus. And then it rains and it rains and it rains. And then eventually in Libra, you can get the grapes and turn them into wine. That's how you turn the water into wine. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Why he had 12 disciples. We went over that. Each one of them represents one of the Zodiac signs. Mm -hmm. Why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas. We went over that. Why he was dead for three days. We went over that. Why is his birthday on December 25th? We went over that. Is there is there any additional uh, connections between the disciples that like really lays out which sign they're representing? I can give you one for now because uh, okay. usually I do this with another one. But you, you know how um, one of the disciples' name was Simon Peter. Mm -hmm. His name was Simon, but Je Jesus called him Peter. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he call him Peter? Where does that come from? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, where, where does it come from? I don't know. Sorry. He comes from it comes from Pisces because the ruling planet is Jupiter or Jupiter. Oh, okay. Huh. So Simon oh, Peter true. represents Pisces. This is fucking wild. <laughs> so I can go through the book of Matthew with you too to show you how this is done. It's not just random passages and this and that i'm going to go through an entire an entire gospel with you and show you how every line is that we're going to go line for yeah. line. let's let's okay. prove this bitch out book of matthew 
Matthew 3, 2, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. I told you the kingdom of heaven was Leo when the sun is in Leo. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the closest each zone, each gospel starts off at one of the four major connecting points, a solstice or an equinox. The closest to Leo is in Cancer, as I've highlighted right here. It's June 21st. It's the summer solstice. So that's where it starts. This is the firmament between Cancer and Leo. It's the dividing lines between the signs. Some call them handover dates. Some call them cusps. Um, it's the beginning of the kingdom. There's a saying in the Bible that says the firmament shows God's handiwork. Okay. Now the next passage, Matthew 3, 4, John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. If we take the most famous drawing of a man, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man and superimpose it onto the Zodiac, we can make sense of this. Like I did right there. Cancer being the head, this is why he eats the wild honey because cancer is in the head is in cancer as I've done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 A little lower on the body is the clothes made out of camel hair. Well, camelopardalis is a constellation, which is in Gemini. Okay, so it's a little lower. That's where the clothes would be. So you have the head and the upper body so far. A little lower on the body, you get to his midsection that I've highlighted here and shown you how it's the midsection. Mm-hmm. He would wear a belt. Well, what does leather come from? Leather comes from the cow. Well, the cow is just Taurus. Mm-hmm. So it's a little lower. So we started at Cancer, we went to Gemini, and then we went to Taurus. Regarding the belt part of it, he wore a leather belt. Regarding the belt, Orion's belt sits between Taurus and Gemini. <laughs> so next would be the baptism. Now, how are we going to go from the beginning of Leo, which is where we were, to a water sign to signify the baptism? You would go across the zodiac. Cross signs, as they are known, are signs opposing locations. For example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. It's two most important signs are the neighboring signs and the cross signs. And I've already kind of showed you how it's encoded, but we're going to go deeper into it. Okay. Here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to the other. The man with the water pitcher in Aquarius is personified as John the Baptist with the water pitcher. Mm -hmm. He's the Baptist. Okay. It's important to know too, that John the Baptist and Jesus are always exactly six months apart. When you think about the fact that Jesus is born on December 25th and rises a degree a day, that must mean that John the Baptist is born on June 24th and decreases a degree a day. This is why in John 3.30, John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. (laughs) It's also why St. John's Day is exactly six months to the day of the birthday of Jesus. St. John's Day is June 24th. That's when it's celebrated. That's how you know that it's true. Wow. The, The next story is the temptation of Jesus. So we're at the Leo Cancer Firmament right now. Okay, he's tempt. He's he, the temptation of Jesus by Satan is uh, is a forty day ordeal. So what do you do? You're just going to literally count out forty days from July twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. Hold on a sec. Yes, from July twenty fourth. Yes. So this is simple. What's forty days? It takes you to September second. That's right in the middle of Virgo, the bread, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The lady with the wheat sock. What does the devil say? Matthew 4, 3. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Okay. Here we yeah. see mention of the bread. Right. Matthew 5, 17 and 22. I did not come to abolish the law. And if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. 
This takes place in the firmament of Virgo Libra. When you are at the firmament, it could be used on either side. This could be used to talk about bread, or it could be used to talk about what they're actually talking about right now, law and judgment, which is Libra. The scales are law who judges the sun before its descent into fall into winter. Wow. Matthew 7, 9, 10. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, you give them a stone instead. Okay? So it switches back to Virgo. When you're at the firmament, you could talk about either neighboring sign. Okay, when you're in one sign, you can only talk about the things that I've shown you within that one sign. Okay. Matthew 7, 15, 16. And also look at the zodiac wheel that I put on the left too. This will help. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep. And can you pick up grapes from the thorn bushes? Well, the sheeps are the ram in Aries and the grapes are in Libra. Once again, they're opposing sign. Mm -hmm. Then Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. This story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces as he is right beside the lake. Its cross sign is the Leo-Virgo firmament. As it's across from Virgo, the wheat stalks the grains. Isn't it ironic that the next parables are the wheat and the weeds, the mustard seed, and the yeast? <laughs> Moving right along, next is the fishing net parable. So now we go back across from Leo-Virgo to Aquarius-Pisces. Then Gemini is the sign of two men, technically twins, However, there's just a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This ends at the firmament of Gemini Cancer. How do we know this? Because the next thing is the death of John the Baptist. And the death of John the Baptist comes right there at that firmament of Sagittarius Capricorn, December 21st. Remember death? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That dividing line between Sagittarius and Capricorn, that's for the death Okay, you're going to see it once more again. <clears throat> this is the cross of God's son. This is what it looks like when you combine, when you when you attach the solstices in the equinox. This is that perfect cross we were talking about. Right. So what stories do we get now? We get the story of the temple tax. We were just in Virgo and next is Libra, which is law and wine. So what story do we get now? The story of the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker. Mm -hmm. Then after Virgo is Scorpio. I mean, after Libra is Scorpio. Next is Scorpio, the betrayer. This is where Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. Right. Then you go from Scorpio to this firmament again. Here's where Jesus is crucified on the cross. And that's the book of Matthew. Dude, that's a trip. What What is the, what is the purpose in in making such deep metaphors did, did the early parishioners... what do you do with sacred information you you, you encode it you hide it um but, but why why hide it though I, that's that's confusing to me because you're that... thinking you're thinking it's just not i mean you're thinking it's just has to do with planting this that and the other thing but it's really about survival that's how it would have been back then mm, it would okay. have been about survival this is how you survive you're not going to eat you're not going to sleep you know all this kind of stuff okay i see so that's why the ancients had this let me read you one more roman catholic catechism all forms of divination are to be rejected recourse to satan or demons conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future consulting horoscopes astrology palm reading interpretation of omens or lots the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the... 
<clears throat> they contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. So you can clearly see here how there is astrology hidden in the Bible, but the Catholic Church tells you that there isn't. Mm -hmm. What the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 is, that is really off the wall. I, I mean, it seems so obviously true when you when you draw these connections how long has this been discussed is this a a, a very well-known well, um, phenomenon what i showed you was about 80 percent of my work wow so you you really put all this together when when did you get inspired to do so like how did you see this the first i time? became interested in astro theology by some basic people like jordan maxwell or santos Pinochi that are really like the ogs of this stuff hmm they were, they, they kind of started this whole thing out. They started putting things together. I studied them. I studied them very closely for hours at a time. And then eventually I was able to start decoding things my way, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, I mean, this is just a small portion. Like I could do the book of revelation. Yeah. Well, I, I won't, I won't force you to, to show all your work. I, I'm sure people can follow you to find some of that, but um, what, what do you think it is that, I mean, so were they were they being persecuted? Is that why they would have written it into code? Um, it's not that they were being persecuted. The ones that wrote this into code were controlling people. So you see how you can read it on a surface level, but then there's hidden meanings literally right under it. Right, sure. Right. So that's what they would do is they gave it to people. And then in 325 AD, when Constantine united literal Christianity, literal Christianity, original Christians, like back in hundreds of years before then, we're known as Heliognostics, early Christians. We're known as Heliognostics. And Helios means sun, and Gnosis means knowers. They were sun worship. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely noticed the corollaries in the past. Uh, I've, I've definitely heard of the idea of, of Jesus or God being the sun. So this all, this all makes sense. I'm just trying to understand, like, why the switchover? Why did we go from worshiping the sun and the stars and everything to, to some I'm believing sort of, it literally because it controls yeah. people. It's a control mechanism. So, do you think there's nefarious purposes in, in converting it into a anthropomorphized, you know, humanity-based type of story? Yes, it's nefarious purposes. That's what they did with uh, with Islam. That's what they did with Judaism. That's what they did. These characters in the Bibles are not real. You're never going to find like the bones of Noah. You're never going to find like Noah's Ark. These are stories. Well, yeah, right? you're never going to find them. You never what you're going to find and people point to it is you'll find like a tombstone with a mention of it. Right. Or you'll find like a Gnostic text that comes up in, in, in a glass jar or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you'll find this kind of stuff that points to it, but you'll never find direct, direct evidence of this. And it makes sense because you wouldn't read like the Iliad or the Odyssey. Literally, you wouldn't take it literally. You take it as an epic adventure. That's what this is. Yeah, no, it's just kind of a, a hero's journey. It, it's just, so are you a like religious athro, <laughs> what's the term again? Sorry. Oh, astrotheologist. Yeah. I'm are, are, an astrotheologist, but I'm not religious in the slightest. I think that the problem with the world is people taking their religious literature literally. I think all three major world religions um, if I had my way, would go away. Have, have you ever tried to do the same 
corollaries between other religious texts to see if it's the same stuff? Yeah, I've done it in the Enuma Elish. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. It's the Babylonian creation story. Mm, okay. Uh, I've done it in the book of Revelation. I've done the book of Enoch. You ever tried with the Quran? I'm currently doing that right now. Okay. It's kind of being kept under wraps. Sure, sure. I just was curious because it seems as if, if you're correct. Spoiler alert, there is. Yeah, oh, I, was, I figured. I, I was just going to say, it seems as if, if you are correct, you're going to see it across the board. It won't just be, you know, in one of these things. So it doesn't surprise now, you, you are correct in assuming that. And yeah. it absolutely is the case. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I, was there, is there enough historical record for us to, to know the people that actually were responsible for this? Because, like, I know that the Bible, the Bible was, was written by hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, over like 1,500 years. No, I know. But I'm saying if, if, this is, if this is intentional, which it seems to be, you would have to have had a mission statement that everyone abided by, would you not? Well, that's why they left some books out of the, that's why they left some Gnostic texts out of the canonized Bible, no? Okay, so the, so when, when they actually decided on the finalized version of the Bible, those that are the was people. At, uh, they did a couple. The first one was at the Council of Jamnia in 100 AD, where the Old Testament wasn't canonized yet. Like the books were all out of order. Like I read you from the book of Job. Oh, hold on one sec. So I read you from the book of Job today. The book of Job is actually older than the book of Genesis. Mm, okay. Okay. So they were all out of order. And in 100 AD, the Council of Jamnia got together. And what they did was they put the books in order that they wanted. <clears throat> the interesting thing, too, is, is that that was in 100 AD. Well, in 70 AD, a gospel came out called the Gospel of Mark. It's the oldest gospel. Okay. It preceded this by 30 years. And at the Council of Jamnia, they were deciding whether or not to add this gospel of Jesus and make him a part of the old Testament or create a new religion entirely. Hmm. Do you know why, why would they have had to, I wasn't it? there. I wasn't there, but I, it has, it has to do. So, you know how I mentioned the Zodiac? Yeah. The age of Taurus, we're in the age of Aquarius now. That's us. Okay. Mm -hmm. The age of Taurus. These were the Egyptians. That's when the Egyptians were prevalent. You know, that's when, Everything was built, supposedly. Sure. There's arguments on that. But uh, they were the period. And then the Jews started to come up a little bit. And then the Egyptians faded. And then the Jews became the prevalent people in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, In Aries. Mentioned that they blow the ram's horn. Right. Up to the sky because they're the people of Aries. Um, have you heard of the story of the golden calf? Yeah. So Moses goes to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. He comes down, he sees them worshiping a golden calf. What's more likely? That these nomadic Jews all pulled all their gold together, found welding equipment in the middle of the desert, and built this giant bull for them to worship for hundred for, for miles away. Right. Or that the calf represents Taurus, Taurus and, the bull yeah. and 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 the, the gold is the sun. The sun and Taurus. They were worshiping the wrong time period. They just left there. That's why Moses got mad. It wasn't because they were worshiping the golden calf. It's because they were worshiping the wrong time period. Okay. So it seems as if the, the implication is that the, the ancient people, in fact, worshipped constellations and the stars and well, things like that. They still do. They still do. They just do it covertly. So fair, the, fair point, yeah. So the, um, 
the what do you call it the uh so the jews start to fade after the age of aries and then you have pisces the two fish the christians come up that's why you have the jesus fish mm -hmm. that's the jesus fish is the section is this is this middle section of the vesica pisces mm -hmm. okay the pisces is the two fish he feeds the masses with the two fish and the five bread on the on the uh on the temple mound. remember he multiplies it Mm -hmm. Well, the two fish is Pisces. That's all. The two fish is literally Pisces. And the loaves of bread are Virgo. Those right. are those are opposing signs. I mean, it seems it seems very uh, almost obvious after you pointed out, but I'm sure you put a ton of work into this. Why do you think it is that that uh, have you have you had much traction with people going like, well, what I've done to something? What I've done, yes, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and been like, this makes total sense. I, everything makes total sense. Like, I barely cracked the case with you, to be honest with you, but like, I gave you just the taste. Well, um, of course, in 45 minutes, you can't give me everything. What I did was, I have a, I have a uh, English degree, I have a writing background. So what I did was I wrote six thrillers. I have a publishing deal. Mm -hmm. So I have a publishing deal. I have an agent. I have a publishing deal. And my publicist is currently pitching this to a TV head. Oh, nice. So what I've done was I put all this information that I've learned, some of the stuff with you that we've gone over today, mm -hmm. in fictionalized books that the characters figure out. I love it. So I That's could try and make it a, a, what do you call it? I could try and, you, you just have to read it, man. They're, they're fun. You got to check the reviews out. Everybody's leaving like five stars. Everybody's... Uh, no, that sounds killer. I mean, it's it's kind of ironic that you are using fictional stories to demonstrate the, well, you, uh, you the pointlessness to. or the connections of the prior uh, fictional stories you're trying to. But you have almost. to. You have to. <laughs> if I wrote a nonfiction book, they'd be like, they'd be people all over it. If I write it as a fiction story, I could just hide behind ignorance. <laughs> I love it. Well, I I hope that you do that, and then I hope it's so successful you can use some of those funds to create a documentary series because i think it would be really uh just phenomenal to have like uh all of these connections drawn out in you know really nice graphic uh ways that you could put on netflix or whatever it, or youtube even i mean just something to get the message out to people so what in your in your view what would be the 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 proper response for humanity once realizing that they are still essentially you know, worshiping the stars like a bunch of ancient idiots. <laughs> right. Um, well, look, like I mentioned, we get a new religion every zodiac sign. That is a new global religion. Mm. That's why Christianity is being like forced down a little bit right now. What you is know, the is science is scientism the new religion or what is I it? think it's merging with machines. I think that's going to be it. To be honest with you. Okay. I think that's what it is, but uh, I can't predict. I mean, historians will look back at it a thousand, fifteen hundred years ago, uh, in the in the future, I should say. They'll look back at our time and be like, "What were they thinking?" Right. You could see texts from uh, Satoshi Nakamoto and Bitcoin for the next religion too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a that's a trip, man. Um, anything else you can talk about with it, or should we just wrap it up? Because that, I mean, I've got plenty to think about but i don't i don't know what other questions to ask i'm just like well, if floored. you want to get if you want to if you want to get the book series through me you can do that you don't have to go through amazon i'll sign it you know oh, yeah. you tell, i'll yeah. tell you i'll tell your listeners too is that i'm on facebook twitter and instagram mm -hmm. at micah dank okay 
and you can just reach out to me. I sell signed copies. People in our community and like the conspiracy podcast community and like, you know, things that go under the radar, they don't usually like giving money to Bezos. So I'm more than happy to sign a copy and mail it to you. <laughs> I, have four, I have a six book series. Four are out. The fifth one comes out June 15th. Nice. Uh, yeah, on Twitter he's at real Mr. Dank is the handle. So definitely hit him up for uh, for signed copies of these books. I, I think after people listen to this, they will be anxious to get it. I know I am. So um, thank you so much for coming on, Micah. That was that was mind blowing. <laughs> I appreciate that, and uh, maybe we'll do another one where I'll show you the Book of Revelation and the Book of Enoch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If we'll see what the response is, if people want more, I'll I'll deliver it to them. So thank you for coming on. Any anything else you'd like to leave the people with? No, that's it. I just appreciate your time. I hope everybody. <sighs> I know it's a hard pill to swallow. I, I really do. Sure. But it, it is very freeing when you realize that. And when you start, when you, when you can read the Bible, like I can read the Bible, it just opens up a whole different story. It's unbelievable. Of course. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I've only read big chunks of the Bible. I don't think I've ever like read it start to finish, but, um, uh, because I don't have a religious leaning, when I would read it, it was just like, this shit is weird, man. Like, yeah. like you're, you're just reading it like this. I mean, obviously, they're speaking in a, in a language that's very different from modern day parlance. But I'm saying it's weird beyond that. All like, the star what, constellations are still there. Yeah, no, I know. And, and that's what I'm saying is like, it just it screams metaphor throughout. So the, oh. fact, the fact that you were able to point out where it looks like the majority of the metaphors come from, if not all of them, are, are there, are there other um, aspects of the Bible that are obviously not contextual? Like they do not apply to this. Cause it seems as if there, there would be other stories that aren't so obviously correlated to this. Um, it's just, you get the three days everywhere. Um, you get the three days that, the, that God's son is dead. Yeah. And bread and wine and yeah, all this you get, stuff. You get the three days that God's son is dead. Jonah's in the whale for three days. He's basically dead. Um, right. In the Midrash, which is a Jewish compendium of, of, of uh, writings on it, they say that there was a mistranslation and, and uh, Abraham actually killed Isaac. Mm -hmm. and he was dead for three days and then he came back to life. You know, I'd be interested to see. There's just so many three days and the three days all comes from that. It's all talking about the sun going through its journey. The sun is born on December 25th. Okay. Then it goes over the spring equinox, this big holidays. Then it hits the summer solstice. Okay. It's a big celebration. Then you hit the, you hit Libra in the fall equinox. That's where it's judged because it's on its way down. And then in Scorpio, it's always betrayed. There's always a betrayal. And then in Sagittarius, it always dies, and then it's always dead for three days. That's that's everything. Mm -hmm. The the pride pride comes before the fall was a was a earth shatterer for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's so obvious. Um, so what what do you think the the purpose of the control mechanism is? And are there people that are in the church? There are people that, that believe there's literally going to be a pregnant virgin in the sky, and a dragon's going to come to attack her. They're waiting for that. Well, I know there's there's many people that are like that, but I'm saying if if it was crafted for control, which is what you stated, right. it would I would imagine there are people. Well, it doesn't work like this. It's not like crafted for control and then it's automatically adopted. It's like everything. The Jews did this. The Christians did this. Islam did this. Uh -huh. um, 
what you do is you spread it through violence and conversion. And then eventually after a long enough period of time, people don't really remember that initial thing. You know, they don't remember the, the crusades and, and shit like that. What they end up doing is they just believe. Right. Right. And, and that belief is the, the power structure, I guess. Is there, are, do you believe that there are still people within the church that understand this? I, I wouldn't think in the lower levels, but I can't look. I'm just the dude from Long Island, and I figured like a lot of this shit out. There is no way this isn't in the Vatican, or maybe the Pope knows, or the Black Pope, or something of that nature. Yeah, that's what that's what I was there's hinting no, at. No, yeah. there's no way. Right, because you would think that they have some sort of you know capacity for the highest level of information within the church. That there's just no way that this would have been completely lost to history. I, I just don't believe that. It just seems. It seems so self-evident, especially it's, it's weird to me that given there's all there's how many millions of people, billions of people over history that have made their life's mission to understand these texts in the deepest yeah. way possible. And yet they they didn't come to this conclusion, you know, that, that, that this isn't like widely known. It's kind of weird to me. Yep. <laughs> okay. I agree, man. Yeah, I mean, because because when you read it, it as someone who's not religious, when you read it, it's like these are clearly metaphors for other things. So it's just it's it's kind of hysterical that people. I mean, it's funny because people use, like Christians, Christians use something called you know what apologetics is. Have you ever heard of apologetics? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically it's basically how you explain things that contradict one another in the Bible. It's, right, it's right. The explanations that you give. I'm not going into elaborate conversations about that. I'm not, I'm not going into all this kind of elaboration when it comes to that. I'm just using the Zodiac and the constellations. Only that to right. explain. Now, not every single line in the Bible is about, is about the Zodiac or the constellation. Some of it's also filler, you know, just like any story. Of course. You know? Yeah. You've got, you've got some dead points, but there's a, there's a lot in there. Man, what a trip! Well, I think you'd like my book series. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it for sure. I'll hit you up on uh, in the DMs. But if anybody else is interested, go to at Real Mister Dink on Twitter to uh, I guess you could just order direct from you. Does that sound right? Yeah, you message me or 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 follow me, and I'll reach out to you. Killer. Um, do that on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I have a Facebook group, Micah Dank into the Rabbit Hole series, and. Uh, I mean, I'm at the point right now where I'm hoping to get this turned into like some sort of Netflix thing. And I got a hell yeah, producer, I hope it happens. A producer who's somewhat interested at this point. So he's reading my second book right now. So I don't want to say anything yet, but he read the first one. He wasn't scared off. Well, that's that's a good sign. <laughs> it, is a good sign. it is a good sign. So I'll definitely keep you posted. But yeah, hit me up for the books and uh, everyone else. I love you guys. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, it's M-I-C-A-H. D-A-N-K. So right. go ahead and check him out. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Micah. It was, it was very informative. Thanks, man. Let me know how you really feel in the DMs. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, already, I already have, but I'll let you know. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, man. A quick update on the lineup for the show. It's a banger. Just last night, I was on with Reed and Magnus on The Naturalist Capitalist. Uh, I think you guys will really enjoy that one. So go and check out his show over on YouTube. And then next week, I have Don the Pleb who's a badass, savage of a YouTuber. I think you'll really enjoy him. Then I'm on Lines of Liberty that night. And then the following week, I have Ryan Dawson, which is going to be pff, destroy the internet, as far as I'm concerned. And then Gene Epstein to talk about 
my prognosis for the real estate market and to get a real expert in Austrian economics to help guide me, course correct, see any flaws in my logic. I think it'll be a great, great opportunity to really get to the bottom of this. So I cannot wait for that. And then I am also scheduled or scheduling, I should say, over the next month with the great Dave Smith to return. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you share, make sure you share this with your friends, make sure you leave those five-star reviews on iTunes, and don't miss any of this. It's going to be fire. Big shout-out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold, where did it come from and where did it go, it requires a fight, not tweet from your phone, don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne, if you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home, the virus is scared of, will come and it'll go, the government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe, like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening, scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine, a typo with Luke might bring the nooses, we all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses, freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit, knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip for 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe